in five, four, three. Wayne's World is brought to you by Noah's Arcade. Party on, Wayne. Friday, it's 11.30, it's time to party with your excellent host, Wayne Campbell, and with him, as always, is Garth. Party on, Wayne, and party on, Garth. Wayne's World! It's a hot theme song, man. Party on, bad way. Party on, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I like to play. <laughs> Man, it's going to be really hard not to just quote and talk about all the things that happened in this movie, but... Man, this is it's it's a good one. So yeah. it's going to be a tough one. I'll, I'll I'll try to bite my tongue as much as I possibly can. But anyway, welcome back yeah. to the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew. As always, here with Badway. Yo. This is episode one forty six. This episode comes to you for a very special listener that that requested this one. Check us out on our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels at The Last Row Pod, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser. We got a new Apple Podcast review. We'll read that at the end of the show. Thanks to everybody that left one so far. Party on, bad way. <laughs> yeah, man. So this is this is tough because this is like an all-time favorite movie of mine. I- no exaggeration, probably see this movie a hundred times. And, uh, you know, without doing remember this, remember that, you know, these are, these are hard movies for us to do these silly comedies. So we don't do these very often, but we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> Talking Wayne's world, February 14th, drew Valentine's, it's, it's a Valentine's day. movie. Bummer. 1992 <laughs> Valentine's day. Bummer. <laughs> 1992, uh, runtime one hour, 34 bins. Comedy Valentine's drama. Right. Just yeah. right. So um, I remember watching this VHS. Now, I, I, I saw the second one in the theater. I did not see this in the theater. I saw it on tape first. Um, do you have any recollections of the VHS or was was this a home video I think for I you? I saw it on HBO, TV. TV. I think it was an HBO okay. recording. Yeah. I don't. I didn't own it, but I remember yeah. you know, we talk about SNL. I think I remember the characters for that, but I think I saw the movie. I think it was on home release, like on, on TV. Yeah, this was part of the tape trifecta that I had of being this Ace Ventura and the Mask, and if you want to throw TMNT oh. two in there also, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess the the quad quad quadrant quad quadfecta quadfecta the quad yeah. So this was a VHS wearing out kind of tape for me. I think I wore out the mask. Yeah. I know we did that movie already, yeah. but I wore yeah. that tape out like crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, directed by Penelope, don't call her Penelope. Spheris. <laughs> Penelope. Drew, what do you know about Petalope? I know that anything. She, I know that she didn't come back for number two, and I know <laughs> that she did not like, yeah, allegedly like Mike Myers. But. Yeah, they had a, they had a bit of a rift uh, on set. We'll we'll talk a bit about that in a bit. But uh, she did the decline of Western Civilization one and two. Are you familiar with those movies? I feel they're like not, I need to see the. They're not picture. readily available. You have to. I know this is you know call me crazy, but you have to buy them to watch them. You can't rent them. They're never shown on like HBO or Showtime or anything like that. But us being metal fans, I mean, especially, you know, part two being a, being a metal movie, metal documentary, it should be required viewing, but I haven't yeah. seen it yet. 
I haven't seen these, and I feel like a yeah. like a blasphemous fan to, of of right. the genre to have not right. seen this. And she also directed a bunch of Megadeth videos, so I mean, she's she's well within that area. They got um, the right person for yeah. the for the job. Put it that way. After Wade's World, she did not get the job for Wade's World too, but she did direct the Beverly Hillbillies, the Little Rascals, and Black Sheep. Dude, I um, love the Little Rascals. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's so, like I know it's the show, but uh, Black Sheep's yeah. really good too. Underrated. Yeah. So among others, but like then she kind of tapered off. Um, but yeah, pretty talented, and and obviously she knocked out of the park here. IMDb drew seven out of ten. Too low. Too low. But I mean, uh, there, people are going to be people are going to hate it. But it's weird too about low. comedies. Rotten Tomatoes seventy nine percent. It's higher than I would have expected, yeah. but it's still yeah. too low. Yeah, Metacritic fifty seven percent. Get out of here. Way too low. Get out of Letter, here. Letterbox three point five, but a five. Too low. Too I gave it a four. <laughs> I gave it a four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you gave it a four. I did. It's at I least a four point five. That's ridiculous. I gotta get back. I gotta get on there to it's, counteract I should your probably four. give it a five. Actually, looking I, I, back on it, I gotta. I gotta get on there solely to counteract your four with a four point five. Actually, I'm gonna make it a five to make our average well, a four point five. So I know. I know that people. I know that people talk about like scoring things and if you go on letterbox we talked about letterbox and if you guys haven't subscribed to our friend jj check it out movie sponge i'm last row last row drew on there check it out i don't know bad ways things probably hey bad way hey bad way i don't, I don't go on, i don't go on there very often i think like there's this concept of giving people in movies like an ironic five or like an unironic five and i can't say that i'm not guilty of it like you know is whatever actually a one out of five i don't know is you know john wick four a five out of five like to me it's a five but like if you're grading it as a film you know so yeah. there's the film and it led to the last row award of is it is it good but yeah, did you like good, it did you like it so i don't know i what, i actually think this is an unironic five i'm i don't know what, my score what's an ironic five for example like is like, it just like a steven seagal movie yeah that oh, like this movie's like so that. great it's a five like time cop yeah. is time cop yeah. really a five like really five. it's a five to me but like yes yes it it's, is as a movie maybe yeah. it's not like i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thing i don't we don't have to go down that tangent but i, I thought about it with this because it's like maybe as a film it's it's a 3.5 but as a movie that yeah. i like it's probably a five now that i look yeah. back on it product of the 90s big screen spinoff of the saturday Night live skit Rob Lowe plays a producer that wants to take the public access Wayne's world to the world of commercial television. Wayne and Garth battle to save their show and Wayne's girlfriend from Lowe. Wow. Can is we just really, call her? Can we call her Cassandra? It's just Wayne's girlfriend. Is, <laughs> and is that really even like a, like a, like a thing? Like what is that? Like, is that really the synopsis? Like, I feel like it's not really about that. Like, those I mean, are things that happened. But there's not really a big, a, a huge of a plot to the whole movie, Drew. It's just, you know, <laughs> just a funny movie. It's an incident uh, film. It's like, it's, incident it was film. an incident. There's a bunch of incidents. <laughs> Tell us about the taglines. Uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Classic, love it. Three things. <laughs> one world, one party. Eh. They missed the one. third thing, so yeah, I'm going with the third. third. $20 million budget, $183 million return. Oh, it's kind of a hit. Kind of a hit, man. Kind of a hit, man. Brett it led hit, man. to heart. It led to Wait Wayne's World Two, which we'll talk about probably at the end of this whole thing. Which I don't know. I'm not going to reveal my thoughts on that yet. Think about it. If you're okay. listening to this, yeah. think about Wayne World Two. Think about Wayne's World. <laughs> think about it. What I do want to talk about is MTV Movie Awards, MTV oh. Movie and TV Awards. So obviously, there's a there's a bunch here, right? Um, yeah. There was nominees and winners. 1992 nominee. Tia Carrera, most desirable female. Oh, she lost Ooh. to 
Do you remember this? Do you remember who she lost to? No, but like... 1992. I, I can't imagine. So I'll tell you some of the other... I'm going to tell you the other nominees and you tell me who you would have voted for, even though okay. you know, I don't want to get It's us, already get Tia canceled. Carrera, but go on. So Tia Carrera, Wayne's World, Julia Roberts and Dying Young, Kim no. Basinger and Final Analysis. No. Christina Applegate, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Maybe. And uh, Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton. Hell no. <laughs> so you, she lost the Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton. Wow, the only hell no. She was the winner. And I'm wow. not saying that Linda Hamilton is, is undesirable. But I don't, I'm not going to get into that, objectifying women on the show here. But yeah. let's just say that I feel like that wasn't set up for her to be that type of character, right? Yeah. She's going to kill mm-hmm. you or kick your ass, okay. right? I'm going to say the most desirable female was Tia Carrera because she was made up to be desirable cool. in the movie. Christina Applegate is a is like a childhood crush of mine. Yeah, same. But in that particular movie, she wasn't made up to be like a like a sex symbol or like, ooh, look at look at her. Like she was just a normal person, a normal character. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I agree. So, and then and then uh, Mike Myers was nominated for best comedic performance, and he did not win. The other nominees were Bill Murray and What About Bob, Wayne's eh. World, Dana Carvey. So you got you got two. He was Mike Myers yeah. was probably pissed that he wasn't the only oh, one in there. Yeah, you had Steve Martin and Father of the Bride, and they lost to Billy yeah. Crystal from City Slickers. Eh. Are you City Slickers? It's guy? hard. It's Are you hard. A City no, Slickers I'm guy? not. But like, I respect it. I do respect yeah. it. I mean, I think Billy Crystal's funny and yeah. I like City Slickers, but it was never one of those movies that like I thought was the funniest thing ever. Like I it wasn't yeah. in my wheelhouse yeah. at that time. But Bill Murray, what about Bob? Man, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not one of my favorite Bill Murray movies, but it's it's fine. It's funny. And then they won best on-screen duo, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. I'll tell you, the the other ones were Morgan Freeman and Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Thelma and Louise, Gina Davis, and Susan Sarandon. Last Boy Scout, Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Good. Just had a Bruce Willis movie. And then Anna Chlumsky and Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. I get it, but like, yeah, I mean, come on. That's like- You can't beat Wayne's World. That's, yeah, that's like a sentimental- It's really good. You got to do Wayne Garth. I think it was. I think these are these are deserved here. It had some other stuff. I think there was other awards, but you know, we talk about the 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 MTV Movie Awards. There's also a VMA at one oh. for best video in a film. Queen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Got to put the Queen back on the map. I thought the it was Wayne's a new song. Version. We no. all thought it was a new yeah. song. We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't as know. kids, as '90s kids, we're like, "What's this new hit by Queen?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the truth. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody in a second, but I want to talk to you about Mike Myers. Because, like, was this the first exposure that you had to Mike Myers at that time? Or were you an SNL, like, like watcher? What, what, yeah. was, what was your exposure to Mike Myers? I, w- I would see snippets of SNL um, here and there. And I knew of Mike Myers. And I knew of the Wayne character before the movie. But really, yeah, the Wayne character itself it was my introduction to mike myers sure what about the character what about dana carvey so you you know you obviously saw snl but did you did you know about dana carvey no i, did, I had no idea who dana carvey was honestly like because like my again my snl i was it's kind of too young for it but saw some of it anyway but i didn't know dan i, I mike myers was more recognizable to me as dana carvey though dana carvey was a more seasoned comedian i guess you could say yeah i mean he was on there and, and the the background a lot of this too is that Garth was like originally barely in this script. Dana Carvey kept, they got, there wasn't a, there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes here. I I think you're familiar with it, but Dana Carvey quit the movie before they started shooting. There's a whole bunch of stuff where they just, I don't know if it was, they couldn't get along, but they had different opinions on uh, opinions on some things. And, you know, obviously you, you said the thing about the the director Penelope. So uh, do you have, you have the background on that, right? Yeah. So, uh, 
long story, and there's a there's a bunch to it that I'm sure none of us know. But Penelope, I'm going to call it Penelope, but that's not fair. I'm going to call <laughs> yeah, it Penelope. Yeah, Penelope. Sphere, Ms. Spherus, right? <laughs> so after after they uh, after, we'll, we'll forget all about the all of the the in movie problems between them because apparently Michael Mike Myers and I don't know if this is true of all films but in this film he was kind of hard to work with was the yeah. was the scuttlebutt on set not that he was a jerk but that he was very particular and you know what I can kind of see him being neurotic like that maybe can, it makes you, him a good you, artist yeah can't you see that out of him yeah, right you can't treat people that yeah. way but he's he cares about the art I guess. So as Spheris puts it, um, at, as they were about to have early screenings for the movie after it was finished and edited and all that, uh, Meyer's father had died. So he returned to Canada, the funeral, and he missed the screenings. It got a great reception and everybody loved it, right? So he didn't know or, or see firsthand what was laughed at, what wasn't laughed at. He was just yeah. broadly told, hey, uh, uh, the people loved it. And it, it, he, he could have thought people were bullshitting him. So... He saw sure. the movie himself for the first time by himself at his house, right? That's a weird way to watch a movie, yeah. I guess. And and out of that, according to according to Ms. Spheris, he had an 11-page single-spaced legal pad notes of what to cut from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she said movie? and she said and I quote most of them sucked. This <laughs> this is from the Hollywood Reporter by the way. Um and among the cuts he wanted to make, one was a lot of scenes invo- involving Laura Flynn Boyle, Stacy the character, he didn't want the the bicycle scene where she falls over very very iconic where she crashes that was over a the very thing, iconic right? scene. Which, by the way, like the thought of a stunt actor doing that having to do spill that, is hilarious to me, right? And 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 she believes it was from the school of thought of him growing up in the sketch comedy and Lord and Lord Michaels teaching his guys always one up the other actor. If another character is getting a laugh, it means it's a laugh you're not getting. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there was a little jealousy there. That's that's her that's her opinion, and she might be a little disgruntled. So we don't know that for sure, right? And he also didn't want to do the the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Uh, he didn't think it was funny, along with the fact that he hated doing it because he said it hurt his neck. I know. I saw something where they all had like messed up necks from headbanging. Like yeah, did they have a chiropractor which, on set. <laughs> which come on now, like, get, like, come on, like come on, buddy. So that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and all these things and and uh, and. Uh, Lord took her aside and said, Penelope, listen, if you don't want to change the movie, you won't be able to direct Wayne World 2. And Mike's not going to approve you to direct Wayne's World 2. And so she goes, you know what? I screw it. I told Mike. And then I got then I got shit canned. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she did, did, did she did do Wayne's World 2. <laughs> but did, did they make so let me ask you maybe a question here is like, do you feel like this type of conflict makes a better movie? Yeah, I guess I guess uh, if there's two different opinions, you'd be able to look at it more objectively. Sure. Right. And at the end of the day, apparently the cut we saw was like 95% Spheres' vision. Okay. Um, she did not give in to the cuts. Uh, so what we saw is, is is was the director's cut, basically. It's okay. not like it was neutered down to right, right. What, what Mike Myers thought was funny, which could also have worked. Who knows? I mean, obviously he's, he's a comedic genius. But I thought it was interesting that there was that kind of conflict on set and and the the differing of opinions of what was funny and what wasn't funny. I mean, based off of a comedic legend, you know, maybe not at the time, but over over sure. over the years and now, looking back, clearly he's a comic legend. And a director with, you know, very little comedy experience, right? And it turns out she was right. You know, don't touch the movie, it's fine the way it is. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that type of conflict could be good though, because like you said, it forces you to have a bit more of an objective view of it. Like, yeah. is he right? in the way that he did it, I don't know, but you know, you almost, you almost need that like pushback. Cause otherwise, 
Like you think about some of the crappiest movies when you have a guy that has full control. Like we've talked about some of the Seagal movies and stuff where it's like he just does what he wants and they're going to have to do whatever. And like yeah. that's his director or that, right. that guy's director, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, uh, and you all listening to our show right now. I mean, if we had someone to edit us, <laughs> right? Maybe this episode wouldn't be 120 <laughs> yeah, minutes, right? Five minutes. Yeah, maybe you'd be maybe you'd be in and out under an hour. So, yeah, but we, but everything we we record, we think is gold. So we don't our we vision, don't cut anything. The vision. We need a producer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my producer hat on. Yeah. What about the other characters? You mentioned Mike Myers being a comedic genius. Obviously, there's a lot of iconic characters that he's played. What's your favorite of all of them? I don't know, man. I mean, this might be it, but shout out to Austin Powers, obviously. Yeah, I mean, now why. it could you might be tired of Austin Powers and people like it's almost like a bow rat type thing where it's like, oh, my wife, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't deny it. You can't deny it. I yeah. to this day, I I I I say I've never laughed harder in the theater than than Goldmember, which is oh, weird man. because it might be the least of best of the three movies, but at the time, I'm sorry. Like you can't beat it. You can't beat it. I remember the first time I saw Austin Powers, like I hadn't really seen a movie like that before. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously you could say this was a movie like that, but I feel like it it took up a lot of the sort of pop culture type jokes and, and things. And it was just sort of like a, a perfect blend of all of the different types of humor. And you're right. Yeah, it definitely has become a Borat kind of character, but I, I feel like that. Austin Powers at the time was one of the funniest movies I had ever seen at that. I think, was it 1997 or something or 90? I think so. Yeah, I think roughly late nineties, right? Close enough. Yeah, and and it, that was honestly one of the funniest movies that I've ever seen. Like, I, I was never really like a fan of his after that, like Love Guru and all that other stuff. But yeah. I thought Austin Powers was like peak Mike Myers to me, like between Fat Fat Bastard, Doctor Evil, like the blend of characters and the people that were in that movie too were great. Yeah, hundred percent. You mentioned SNL. We talked a little bit about SNL. We can't talk about this movie and and not mention that, but. This was this. So you had? Did you see this first, or did you see SNL first? What what came first yeah, for you? I, I I saw the SNL skits first, or at least some of them, right? And again, like I don't know what I'm watching. Like I'm I'm probably not up. I I can't remember my bedtime. I probably wasn't allowed up as late as I was, and I was watching it, and and I didn't have the capacity to stay up past midnight. So I probably saw like the first couple skits, and if it happened to be on there, you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean SNL definitely was a big part of my childhood comedy you know chops growing up um and everyone says oh you know the 90s is that's the golden age everyone of, has their of best. snl and then yeah. people you know people that are a little bit older say oh the 80s and oh the 70s like whatever you grew up on was the best era of snl right so i don't know do you do you, do you find that true in your case or, or what do you yeah think? i mean i think i think there's different actors and characters that I've remembered. Like when I was younger, I would watch it at my uncle's house and we would go down to, to his, his place and we would watch like some of the older episodes. Like he had some honestly taped. So it's yeah. like Fred Garvin, male prostitute, you know, with, with <laughs> like that one always stood out to me. And a lot of the the stuff with Bill Murray and Aykroyd and them, like those older episodes were, were sort of iconic to me. And, yeah. and, but like, I do remember the ways that I probably watched it the most was like the late nineties and early two thousands. And there were so many iconic characters and things, but I don't remember watching it religiously at this time. Like I, I saw the skits and they were funny, but like the yeah. movie was what I really remember more than, than it mm -hmm. being on like the episode of SNL. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, like that, that era of the nineties where, um, I mean, I don't know, Mike Myers, I think he dipped out in the right around the mid nineties. 
But, you know, you talk about Adam Sandler and David Spade and Chris Farley. Uh, it's a lot more of like, you know, it's, it's bad nostalgia. If you if you look back at some of those skits now, yeah. it's kind of cringy, kind of not funny, kind of one note characters. And, uh, you know, I feel like the writing definitely did improve. It was better in the 80s and it improved in the 2000s right around where, you know, like the Will Ferrell showed up and, and Molly Shannon, Tracy Morgan, people like yeah. that. Right. So, yeah, I think like you, it's it's nostalgia telling you that, oh, the 90s was the best if you're, you know, if you're a 90s kids like us. But for SNL's sake, uh, yeah, I think it's better to just don't look up those skits. I mean, you might be <laughs> you, you might you might not be laughing. You know, what, I mean, what it, about what about this movie as as an SNL spinoff? So there's obviously other skits and characters that are out there. Where would you put this in in the pantheon of other SNL movies? Like there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. Yeah, yeah like, this was a hot thing to do all throughout the 90s, right? It started with Blues Brothers, which I never saw, but I was never connected to those characters because I wasn't really, you know, of age at the time. Wayne's World 1 and 2 are definitely at the top of the list, obviously. I was always excited to see them. But you know, I'll, you know, inevitably disappointed because they weren't they weren't that great, were they? No, no. You know, they what the, I know you know it. The sleeper movie is MacGruber. I was just gonna say MacGruber that, yeah. is it's so goddamn movie. funny. It yeah. is so funny. It's 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 funny. Like Hamlet Two is funny. Like yeah. Ham, if you have not seen Hamlet Two, it's a funny movie. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, MacGruber is it has no yeah. business being that funny. Yeah, like and, and so good. Night of the Roxbury. Also, that's that's definitely a, a guilty pleasure '90s movie. Uh, one note characters that they kind of yeah. stretched into like an eighty minute movie, but I I thought I think watching it now it still holds up a little bit. It's it's funny in its own way, and uh, and Coneheads is better that's, than it than it deserved to be, right? That's my other sleeper movie. Yeah. It's not a sleeper because it's Dan Aykroyd, right? But uh-huh. like that movie is probably besides Wayne's World. That might be my favorite one from like the not MacGruber, you know, and group. it's probably like the best one compared, like best made, best acted, you know. Yeah, I superstar. Yeah, I was never, I was okay. never a fan of the character. Uh, ladies' man, great character, bad movie. Yeah, you know, Stuart it's, and Pat. Eh. Pat, you can't do that now. Like that. No. That's very, you know. Well, I'm not going to go there, but Stuart was okay, but. Like some of these things you just can't. Yeah. And like I like Blues Brothers because I watched some of the older episodes, but I, I would say Wayne's World One and Two and Coneheads are like my favorite. And then MacGruber, yeah. I, I kind of consider it like a new movie, so it's not necessarily this. But yeah. I, I love that. So So we we have the box office numbers for all these movies, and without getting into a bunch of them, I just can't ima- I can't believe I'm looking at its pat. It was made for eight million and it and it grossed sixty thousand. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> what a good, uh, How such a is disaster. that? Is such that a disaster. like sixty thousand? Think about what that is. Like, what was a movie ticket back then? Five bucks, if yeah. that. Like, I don't even know. Ninety four, maybe but three if, bucks. Yeah, if you look at them, they all lost money. Code Codeheads, uh, Blues Brothers, two thousand, Ladies Man, yeah, uh, MacGruber, Stewart, and Pat all lost money. It's pretty bad, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when you well, I guess when you look at worldwide gross you know yeah. they're they're with not kind of the marketing budget and stuff but it's pretty yeah. bad yeah. so yeah i don't i would say wayne's world is is my favorite of all of them but yeah. uh let's talk about the movie itself opening scene is maybe you could say one of the most iconic scenes of like the 90s in my opinion now i know that that's like being dramatic sure. but no, it yeah. really is it really is it's been parodied like a million times uh, were you a Queen fan at the time? Did you? So you said it earlier, like you didn't really know this song. I didn't know this. I didn't know they existed. Didn't know Freddie, who Freddie Mercury was. You know, I was eight years old. Yeah, so, same. I yeah. didn't know. It's like oh, I like I thought, that I song. Thought it was, I thought it was a new song. I had no idea. 
I like that song they made for that movie. That's yeah. like, what? <laughs> and that's like everyone, every kid that saw sure. Wayne's World that was under like 10 had no idea who Queen was, right? I, it's yeah. a great song. I mean, it's such a good song and Queen's awesome, but and I didn't were, know them at the time. And so smart of them to just, yeah, go ahead, use the song and just completely give it new life, right? I think about this all the time and there's there's a thing that that came up recently. We talk about physical media. People talk about collecting physical media. Like I've gotten back into buying the movies that I really like. Like if I'm going to watch again, I own this on 4K. Yeah. And there was like news where the 4K release had the first four notes to Stairway to Heaven. I know people are talking about that because the scene yeah. in the movie when he plays a guitar, like for the longest time it was taken out because they lost the licensing. Like it's amazing when I think about movie licensing. Like think about having Bohemian Rhapsody. Like they're getting what royalties for this like sure this movie was in 1992 yeah. i mean it's crazy to think like how did they not lose the license for that and i mean there's a whole legal like group of people that that are specialized in like <laughs> ip law but it, it's crazy to me when yeah. i think about that uh, yeah man uh, speaking of speaking of stairway um i saw i'm not sure of the the major truth to this or not but like more than so playing more than two notes it cost them a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> So that's kind of like the thing where, all right, let's not have it for the VHS release. Let's not, you yeah. know. You can't make that. You can, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. What about local rights to your local cable access show? We Like, I don't know how to jump. This You said in the beginning, I'm sorry, everybody. This is going to be a hard one to talk about, but it's just a fun movie. So we're going to talk about it. But Wayne's World, 11 p.m. on a Friday night. Yeah. Like, how does- how does public access work? Do they get funding from like, P, you know, PBS? Like, is this on PBS? Like, are they getting funding for their cameras and stuff? Like, how does local cable public shows work? Or is it like B, BYOS, bring your own show? It's like, I, us, it's, we don't get paid. I feel like it's bring your own show, right? And like, they, they had some stand. pretty, I mean, Garth was a pretty technical guy. He knew how to, you know, slap some things together. He probably put that, probably put that whole uh, electronic board together and it was sparking and the house might've caught on fire a couple of times, <laughs> you know, that basement. You know, better not be a whole bunch of lacquer on those on that on that wooden uh, steps there. <laughs> Did you need so much goddamn lacquer? The thing. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think it was BYOS, and and uh, they were just they were just doing it for the love of the game. You don't get paid for that. Like, how do you broadcast that? It's just it's wild to me. I guess and he, they had the they had the van with the with the dish on top in front of the house. It's just, I thought they stole the van. Like, I thought that's how they did it. It's weird. I it's just wild to me to think about that. But you can't make this movie these days because. We're a local public access right now. I mean, what yeah. we are doing as we speak is kind of like this. So that's an internet like, show. Yeah, it's, it's an internet show. That's yeah. That would be on. That'd be streamed on YouTube, and and weird. they'd probably be billionaires, right? They, you know, are you? Would you be a fan of Wayne's World? So would you be tuning in 11 p.m. on Friday? I, mean, I, I think guess so. You were I, on mean, SNL, I, think it's the, I think it's right on my alley. Sure, 11:30 <laughs> Friday night. Let's go. If you had to describe what it's about, like what what even is this show about? Like what what do they t- like every Friday? What are they talking about? Uh, talking about babes, listing babes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ranking babes, <laughs> and then like, having guests on and making fun of the guests. That's what it is. And like, and but is it a sign? Is it a badge of honor when you're on this show and they they say you know this man has no penis? Like is yeah, that a badge of I, honor? I feel like the people like the suck cut guy or like or Noah's Noah's arcade guy, yeah. right? They don't see the show. They don't know what the show is. They're like, yeah, I'll come on and promote my product. Sure. You know, yeah, these are nice boys, right? They don't watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> but like the local town sees it because like Officer Koharski yeah. was watching it and all yeah. the other people at the bar. Like, are they celebrities or do people look at them like losers? That's what I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I guess it seems like people enjoy them, like especially when they go out to the club. Hey, Wayne, hey, Garth. Like they get the shout outs and, you know, that's that's clear multiple scenes throughout the movie. So, yeah, I think there's... 
minor local celebrities. Like nobody's ever given them free stuff, but they got in the club. You know, Tiny let them in the club for free. <laughs> you know, there's there's benefits like that. Well, I think about like. Ryan Dunn, right? As we talk about, I don't want to make it about summer catch here and, and Sean Dunn or whatever. Oh, yeah, nice. But it's like they are the the lawnmower guys that are very successful, but other people look down on it. It's like the people at that rock club, they think it's cool because it's like, oh, that's their audience. But like, does the broader community think that they're losers? It's like these losers doing living in their mom's ba- literally living uh, in their mom's basement. I don't know. I feel like in the, in the in the nice town of Aurora, I feel like you know they're. I feel like they're they're rooted for yeah. you know they're rooted for. I wouldn't say they're looked yeah. up to. They're but they, they, I feel like it's known that yeah they're not you know these guys are cool and they're trying to get their show made. They're rooted what do you th- for. What do you think of the friend crew? Because I have a favorite. I'm, I'm curious if yours is the same. <laughs> yeah, we all know who the favorite is. Yeah, it's 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 Spew and Phil, right? Spew Phil, Spew guy. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I love the, their crew. Looks like a freaking band. It looks they like do, right? this, might, this might as well be Aerosmith, right? Right, or the roadies for the yeah. band. This might as well be the drummer, the the bassist, and the rhythm guitarist for Aerosmith, right? I definitely agree, and and I I I love the like every guy has like a different job. Like you got yeah. like Neil, who's the guy on the in, in the booth, and when they do the show, mm-hmm. Terry is like directing the camera or whatever. And he's got like the yeah. five four whatever, and then. You got Alan, who is return, triumphant return of one of the best bullies of all time, yeah. Matt from oh, Latino yeah. Man, which just came it came out the same exact year, which is hilarious to me. Sure. I love that guy, and he was awesome in this. But my favorite was was Phil, and yeah. and like I got to tell you, underratedly, like maybe the best actor in this movie because yeah. he had I'm almost gonna throw up, and I'm I'm yeah. hungover and almost gonna throw up. Like I, I don't, he might have actually been sick if i'm not yeah. mistaken because yeah. that's how good he that's was. how good he looked and I, I was telling you before recording i watched this movie so many times i just now realized that he was the mechanic <laughs> and i think it's because he's such a good drunk actor that yeah. when he was sober and coherent i didn't realize it was the same guy when they when, when they go to get their car inspected and he's like hey you guys you guys should have been at the club last night crucial taunt it's like we were there man <laughs> what are you mental <laughs> i, I didn't realize like- it was the same guy I wonder if mental was mental something they invented or did, was that like a thing that was said in 92? I don't remember. Like, I, yeah, don't, I don't, they very weird. well could have made it up or maybe it was, you know, used in circles that we were not a part of back then. I think they had a great friend crew and, yeah. you know, the car was awesome and, and Garth's like licorice dispenser is like an iconic mm. thing for me. Yeah. But what do you think of, of Wayne and Garth? So I wonder how long they've been friends. Oh yeah. It seems like a, Seems like a school thing, schoolboy friends, right? You have to, you know, to have that kind of rapport, kind of the, the shy guy and the and the loud guy. It kind of goes hand in hand. Um, yeah. What, what's not to like? I always felt like that could be a good Halloween costume for you and me. Like I, I just yeah. felt like we would, we would. I don't know who would be who, but I would, I would be either. Like I would dress I up as either. But flip a coin, uh, yeah. It would sure. be fun. I, I think yeah. that's a good, and I've seen people do yeah. that. and They do it well. But mm-hmm. what else do you think of their their taste in music? Because we were talking about this a little bit before and it, and it leads into maybe some of the stuff we could talk about with the gas works and stuff in a second, but they like a lot of different kinds of music. If, if, if we're not mistaken, is it really heavy metal? Yeah. So this could be a licensing thing. I don't know, but like they talk about, you know, going to the heavy metal club and liking heavy metal, but not, nothing we hear or see is heavy metal really at, at, at a, through the movie. Now I hate, I don't want to be a, a metal snob, but you know, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers and Aerosmith and Jimi Hendrix, they're not heavy metal, right? No, no. What would you so, consider heavy metal? If you, if so, you, like in 92. 
like a 1992, like Metallica or ACDC. Right. And that's like, yeah. that's mainstream heavy metal. Right. Sure. Or, but I don't know. Do people think they're posers? Where, where's the punk what? rock NBA when we need him right yeah. now? Yeah. Where is he? Where's Finn, <laughs> Finn McGinty? Finn McGinty. He he, it's he a good YouTube follow. Go check yeah. him out. I, you're right. Maybe they do think that they're posers because like they look, and maybe that's the whole point of it, right? They're supposed yeah. to be posers. Like yeah. maybe Could that's the, the thing, but they do seem like posers in my opinion. Mm. And like, I don't know. Do you think that the gas works and we got to talk about Cassandra, I guess. I don't know. Cause that's like a big part of it. Cause she's obviously in, in the band, yeah. but is the gas works really like a heavy metal club? When I see it on the outside, it certainly seems like it. Well, I don't know if you've heard of the Jolly Green Giants or the Shitty Beatles, but <laughs> I don't think they're heavy metal. And Crucial Taunt damn sure isn't heavy metal. So maybe the movie is just like heavy metal is a watered down term. And I, I think, you know, yeah, yeah, it's to like a casual yeah. fan that maybe doesn't follow it. It's like oh, yeah. all that yeah, loud music, headbanging yeah. music. <laughs> but like, you know, I have a question about you for you about Crucial Taunt. And as we get into Cassandra more, are they good? Are they sign worthy? They are better than I would have expected to be just playing at some like like dive bar, but but maybe that is like a good club. They're in Chicago, yeah. right? So it's not like they're in nowhere. Yeah. I think they're a solid indie band. Play the clubs, be a local favorite, but if you try to throw them on my TV or try to get me to buy their CD, I'm not sure it's happening. But what kind of, what kind of music are they? Like what I don't even know what to call them. Like, what is that music? Know, like it's they, just like it's just mainstream rock. Like, I don't know how else to put it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I think it's lesser than you know a lot of the a lot of the bigger artists that are out at the time, right? They're still they're Mr. no big, yeah. They're no Mister Big, right? It's no White Snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this the the their their ballad. Why you want to break my heart? It was terrible. I'm but, sorry, but see, Cassandra. I'm sorry. That isn't even a. That's like a pop song to me. It wasn't yeah. even like a metal song. And like you could, yeah, you could say a ballad. It could be a. It's like it, what's to be with you versus um, why you want to break my heart. They're similar in like speed. Uh, here's why though. Yeah. Why you want to break my heart sounds like a pop song. To be with you is a metal band doing acoustic because like yeah. I feel like to be with yeah. you is more of an acoustic. Like they were unplugged, right? MTV unplugged. Yeah, all, like, all due respect to Mister Betancourt, right? I, I feel uh, like. <laughs> I feel. I just feel like I don't know. I don't really understand what kind of music Crucial Taunt is. Like maybe the Shitty Beatles are better. Yeah, like they're just a regular generic. I'm sorry, generic rock band, which is great if you're you know an unsigned you know tour in the greater Chicago area. Maybe you bleed out in, into Detroit. You go to Michigan. You go to Wisconsin. You you hit that whole north to central area. You maybe get an Ohio gig, right? You can make a good living that way, right? Yeah. Well, it, even the name, like Crucial Taunt, like I don't, it's yeah. Just, yeah, the names. I think the name's mysterious enough. What do you think about Cassandra as a front woman, though? Like she has there, charisma. So yeah, here's the thing: the record exec is going to see the the female front front woman, and yep. she has skills, and they're going to try to pluck her away from the rest of the band. However, the band is very tight. They right? are. They're good. Like yeah. they're 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 like almost. What, what do you call it? Uh, session musicians? Like they yeah. seem like like uh-huh. session musicians. None of them stood so, out, but they look like you would create them in like rock band. Like they, like oh, the guy with yeah. long hair, guy with long hair and earrings mm-hmm. in the the streak. You know. Yeah. So the the record exec is going to want to pull her away and name the band Cassandra Blank, whatever her last name is. Cassandra and Crucial Taunt. Cassandra Cassandra and the Crucial Taunts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And so, did you know that Tia Carrera actually sang in the movie? Like that was her. Yeah. That was that her. makes sense. I could. Yeah. 
I didn't like her, her screaming though. It didn't seem no, very seemed forced. It seemed like, hey, here's this actress that could sing. Let's yeah. pretend that she's in a metal band and, and and put her in here. Especially at the end at Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was L- not. <laughs> listen to us just being just snobs, music snobs, <laughs> crapping on Crucial Taunt. They're a perfectly fine. Where's fake James band. Hetfield when you need him? Yeah. Where- perfectly fine fake band. <laughs> They're no shitty Beatles. All right. Well, maybe let's ask this different, right? So Wayne, like, I mean, he sees her and he falls in love. She will would, be his. Would she ever go for him? Yeah. Why or why not? Absolutely. Because it's the classic, you know, funny guy make you laugh. You know, he's always got it in, right? But are you sure he's not a jerk? He might be a jerk. I, I, I was thinking this the, the last few times I've watched this movie, right? Where like, are we sure he's a nice guy? Like he ultimately has a nice heart, right? But is he is he nice to his friends? Is he nice to Wayne? Or, uh, I'm sorry. Is he to nice Garth? to Garth? Uh, we, I don't know. He is he selfish? Maybe. Yeah, he is. I think he yeah. he's. I would say that he comes across as very self centered. Like he's yeah. very sarcastic, and like he's the kind of guy I think that would make fun of you on the street or make fun of me yeah. on the street. Like the way he the way he makes fun of his innocent guests. Like I, obviously, like the the nose arcade thing. I mean, that was out of yeah, that was different being railroaded. But we could talk about the contract later. Um, you know, going to Benjamin's apartment and spitting over the railing, like that's like a punk teenager thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we know that he's like in his late twenties, right? In this movie. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you get over that, right? If you if you're spitting over railings and you're 25 plus, you're kind of a jerk, right? <laughs> it's kind of like just gross, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's hard for me to say because I love him so much, but like maybe he's the type of guy that I couldn't hang out with. What about Stacy, right? his his ex girlfriend? Like, is that yeah. a violation the way that he treats her, or is she annoying? I, I don't know because what if she's really nice and he's like just has commitment issues? I don't know. He got a he, she got him a gun rack, dude. She, yeah, but that that's proof that she doesn't know him. She bought him a gift that is very useless to him. Well, also right? after they were quote yeah. broken up, it's like she yeah. didn't think they were broken up. Like <laughs> I lost you six months ago. We're not going to be able to go out anymore. Him? Yeah, I know we're yeah. broken up. It's like I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't know. What do you think of Cassandra's character because she's in this? She's not the main character. She's almost like the object of his affection, but she's she's kind of badass. I I like her. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, the, 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 she played it perfectly. It's written perfectly. And uh, I mean, I feel like every every boy and some girls, you know, um, from the ages of eight to infinite were, infinite. you know, were infatuated for sure. I don't know. I Like, maybe we should talk about it under Benjamin, but maybe here's a segue into Benjamin because we got to talk about Rob Lowe. He's super, char- yeah. super, super iconic character. Would she be interested in that type? Like- no, you know? she she immediately like was kind of repulsed by him. Sure, yeah, you know, phys- physically, right? She see he seemed like a nice guy, but she was not into his like slimeball business tactics. She fell for them, but she didn't fall for it as like an into like being right. you know sexual partners, right? Yeah, yeah. Once she was committed to Wayne, she was committed to Wayne, and and nothing Benjamin's sweet talking uh, Cantonese ordering. <laughs> Uh, swanky apartment having slick back hair having you know large pants having self could could pull away Man, right for fear of being insensitive i will not try to do his voice because i don't know what he was actually saying he was reading real words but <laughs> not that just Pensacola. stands out into to my head like yeah. it, it like the way that he spoke it and he had like yeah. a very i don't know a cantonese accent but i thought he actually yeah. did a pretty good job sounded basically. official right he sounded yeah. real to me man better but, than um, wayne's 
Yeah, yeah Wayne's was like Wayne's wasn't bad, but it was better than Wayne's. But if, you know, you have Rob Lowe, and then you've got Mike Myers. That one's a professional actor, one's like a comedian actor. Yeah. Like it's it's like a difference. I don't know. What about? So I don't know where to talk about this. And it's like, hey, remember this? Remember that? But you know, we'll talk about Benjamin in a second. Let's talk about him producing her music video. So do you think you said it earlier? You think that they were like a local band. You don't think she they would make it. Do you think he was trying to help them make it or was he just trying yeah. to get with her? Yeah, we're assuming that Benjamin has, is nefarious because he is trying to overtake Wayne's show for financial gain. But it just seems like he's trying to he's trying to help Crucial Taunt. And then it could be with the end result of trying to get in, in, in Cassandra's right. pants. That's but the the fact remains he's financing this music video to try to get her career off off of its feet, right? Yeah, and he saw Wayne as like, hey, you know, maybe she could, maybe she could do better. We yeah. we might have to ironically throw him through the villain scale here because I mean, yeah, technically sure. he's a villain, but I think we could do it. But he is, he's the villain. Yeah. Do you think that? So he's a cable executive or or some type of cable or executive. something? Yeah, it's very. Well, he's he's a businessman. It's a businessman, right? He does business. He's good at business. He does business. Yeah. What what about like the way he had their video? Because she seemed to be like upset with the video being in the jungle and the snake and all that other stuff, like. It kind of looked pretty cool. Yeah, she seemed like be, she was being a diva there. Like she was mad. Like this, this is helping your career. You, this is what you wanted. You wanted this music video. You wanted to, to, to bust out and hopefully get a record deal, get yourself noticed. Right. This is he's not doing anything nefarious here, aside from trying to bang you. But, um, <laughs> but at this point, this isn't known. This is just him shelling out his business, his company's money to pay for this music video. I, I think they should have filmed it in, in that practice space where they had like the chain link fence uh, behind it. The, if you the classic little, 90s. Yeah, if you get like yeah. indoor pyrotechnics for that, that would actually look more sure. like them because it didn't make sense to have like a Tarzan thing where yeah. they had like loincloths and stuff. Sure. It, it's, but maybe that's the, the joke because it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, so but, why would he put them out there? But no, the harder rock song fits in the jungle, right? Yes. But why you want to break my heart is definitely shot in that loft. Yes. With like this, there's like half the movie is showing the band playing playing the playing the song there. The other half is like there's like a vague a love story going yeah, breaking on. Breaking up or something on the streets. They're happy, then they're broken up, and you it's get, like, like what's going on? Blowing in the wind, like yes. the windows there. That's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like that we would can be. Help. We can help this. We can help Get, this band. Put me, it, yeah. put us in in the yeah. record executive thing. And you, I mean, you won't slick your hair back half as bad as he did. So. <laughs> I love that. I feel like you know, full slick back. Yeah. It, it just it was, was the. It's full it was on. a helmet. It was like a helmet. It was. It was hard. Yeah. Like he had LA looks, like out to wazoo. <laughs> yeah. There, it was like yeah, it flaking. Was. Yep. Did you? Uh, so I don't know if this is a weird question to ask you, but. You know, hair gel was obviously a thing back in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Did you wear hair gel? Did you have it? Yeah, uh, not uh, not a ton because I usually kept my hair pretty short. But yeah, towards my high school career, I started using hair gel, but not not really before then. I did too. At, but like, did you feel that, you know, because there was certain gel where it's like, it's not going to flake. But yeah, you right. don't want anyone, you touch your hair, it flakes yeah. out. And then people yeah, call you, you dandruff kid and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah, you don't want that. That was a way to like clown people. Mm. You like mess yeah. their hair up and you can't do that. Right. I, I mainly kept it pretty short though. What about, what about Rob Lowe? Let's talk about Benjamin. So I, I'm a Rob Lowe fan. Like there's, there's similar to Robert Downey Jr., right? They're kind of had like a similar career directory where they had like some controversy in their career, addiction problems, whatever, right? You had like 80s and 90s Rob Lowe and Robert Downey Jr. And then you've got like post- recovery of whatever their addiction was yeah, or, the, re the, redemption. the redemption the redemption where you get you know chris yeah. traeger and and tony stark yeah. 
Are you a Rob Lowe guy? Were you a fan of him? Yeah, I mean, I only I only knew Rob Lowe for two things. It was this, and it was as like the the side piece to the the lady that was screwing uh, Tommy Boy's dad in, <laughs> yeah. in, in Tommy Boy that was trying to like get the business right. <laughs> I love Rob Lowe. He played like, a slime ball great. there too. I think right? he was awesome. The thing that really stood out to me, and I don't know if it bothered you, but have you ever eaten pizza laying in bed? <laughs> I can tell you, I've never eaten a slice of pizza in bed. I would <laughs> me either. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's another level. Like, I know there's, you know, if you have problems with like uh, addiction or whatever, maybe maybe you're like eating in bed or something. But sure, that's like a level to me where like I'm eating pizza while lying in bed. It's like yeah. of all the foods you could eat in bed, yeah, like you can bring crackers to bed, cookies, yeah. ice cream. Those are bed foods, right? Yeah, pizza is not typically a bed food. Like. The grease. Like what, what's next? Are you gonna bring a subway sandwich up there? Are you gonna, <laughs> like, are you gonna bring like a plate of meatloaf and like with what, a knife and fork and peas yeah. and carrots and mashed potatoes? Dinner? What are you doing? Yeah, like, you got what, steak what's, dinner. What's an exce- I feel like snacks are okay in bed, and maybe yeah. pizza you could consider yeah. a snack, like cold pizza. Right. Like maybe you sit on the bed, but he was yeah. like laying in the bed after they just like hooked up or something. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like I feel you can't do that because of the grease, but yeah. Like I would, I would rather him eat pizza in bed. You're, if you're going to eat pizza in bed, go all out. Sure. He was like holding the pizza, yeah, like with a with, with a paper towel. I'll tell you what, though, there's a double standard because pizza is, is maybe one of the cleaner foods you could eat. Like that it's is better. True. It's better than eating cookies and having crumbs fall all over your face and your sheets, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> sleeping in crumbs, right? Pizza is not going to crumb, basically. But for some reason, I'm more okay with people eating cookies in bed than pizza. Just maybe because it's a dessert thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or a snack a thing. thing. I feel like uh, a snack is okay, but it's a for meal. snacks, not meals. Yes. Like, imagine having, like, I don't know, rotisserie chicken in, in, <laughs> <Yeah>. in bed. <laughs> or eating, like, a drumstick. Just eating a, a drumstick of chicken. <laughs> I mean, maybe people do that. Yeah. I don't know. I never did. But, or like cereal and milk weird. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just, that's weird. That is, that is weird. Maybe that's okay because it's a breakfast food. Yeah. Like, you, you go back in and, like, you sit down. But the pizza yeah. in bed, like, I don't know why I'm talking about this. It just really stood out to me that he was you know, eating pizza. You know, in bed. I, I had a friend once who, um, they would, um, they would eat their cereal on the toilet in the morning. <laughs> It's like it's unacceptable. So disgusting. That's what it's Food like. Food in the bathroom, hey, man. man. It's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drop a deuce before school. Yeah, but I also gotta eat my breakfast. So it's like I gotta save time here. Unacceptable. Would you rather? Would you rather eat cereal while shitting or <laughs> eat cereal while in the shower? You turn I, your shower. back to the shower. You turn your back to the water, and you're, you yeah. eat cereal. So I'm not a milk guy. I, I don't like milk. Yeah. I never did. So maybe you can answer this. But if you eat cereal yeah. and milk in the shower and the water yeah. gets in with the milk, yeah. like is watered down milk, like is that a thing? Because like, I don't drink yeah, milk, it would so I don't taste, know. It would make it taste worse, different. But like if your back is to it, then it's really just the steam <laughs> you have to worry about. Right? Just like you, could, you, could, you could angle the shower down to where it's like, it's not in danger of, of reaching your upper torso. I feel like you can't have food in the bathroom because like it's in like the particles <laughs> is all I'll say. Yeah, and I like know, especially milk, like open <laughs> container of milk yeah. Yeah. Or a drink like I don't I know. imagine drinking a soda or something in the bathroom. Like I, I mean, I guess you could if there's a lid, but it's like the better particles, than, but not, but still not great. Like an open, yeah. co- like container. It's like a bowl yeah. of milk. It's like, like it's like even like um, the, the the societal frowned upon of like bringing food into a public bathroom in general. Yes. Like oh, even man. if you brought like a wrapped, fully wrapped, unopened uh, hoagie, right? Isn't that a and you set and you bring it into say? the bathroom? Yeah, or something like that. I forget what the food was. You bring it in, you put it down on the sink area, you go to the urinal, which is far enough away 
but it's still like that sandwich is now contaminated. I don't want it. It was either that or the league. I feel like it was the league. It's one or, or the other. Was, it was one or, or the other. Kermit Dusum. You're right. Like you can't. But the thought remains. It yeah. it's, it's true. You're right. And Rob Lowe eating pizza in bed. I mean, yeah, how do we get that's here? That's a Rob Lowe and pizza in bed. That's how we got here. <laughs> the last row, people. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is why you come here for, yeah. for food analysis. Well, let me ask you, was he, you alluded to it and we're going to put him through the villain scale because we have to, but was he a bad guy? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say black and it's, it's, there's not, it's not black and white. There's, there's levels of gray to this because he's a, it's his job. Right. And you could right. say some jobs are evil, like evil lawyer, yeah, like evil businessman. Yeah, like sure. Chicago his, or his job cigarette. is to find shows, sign them, sign, uh, add space to them, get, get them money, get, get the show, take a public access show and put it on a real channel. Right. And he's doing this for them. And we don't know what the, the contract looked like. Wayne read the contract. At least he acted like he read the contract, but he clearly didn't read the contract. They were just looking out for the $5,000. Yeah. And Garth had his suspicions, but he didn't, you know, he's a meek guy. He doesn't want to make it known too loudly, right? I I feel like it was fair business, right? And yeah, it's, it, he probably screwed them, but the contract was right there and Wayne was dumb enough. He just wanted to buy the damn guitar. He wanted the $5,000. He had a one-track mind. But like, yeah. again, an idiot because he's going to sign away his show and like he sort of strong-armed Garth into it. But maybe a, a better question for you is, was this a good fit? Why was this a good fit for Noah's Arcade? Like, was he preying on them because he, he knew people liked it? So, hey, it's going to help with Vanderhoffs. But like, he also yeah. thought they were idiots too. Yeah, youth, the youth of America. I mean, if who's watching the show, right? Probably the a demographic. demographic of like 15 to 25, whatever it may be, right? And those are the type of people that are going to go to the arcade and spend money. So sure, it's yeah. perfect. What do you think the stipulations of that contract were? I think it was 5K each. Was that the total contract or was that just like a signing bonus? No, he, he called it a per diem or something like that yeah. to where it's like, this is like an upfront amount. I'm sure there was more to it, but... I'm sure the contract was littered with we have full creative control yeah. of this show, blah, blah, blah. Alex Wayne didn't case. understand it or even read it. He was just pretending yeah. right, to act like a businessman. Probably outs too in case they decided yeah. they wanted to drop it or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. So, so yeah, you, you could say that Benjamin is evil and he kind of is and he's clearly the bad guy of the movie because everything he's doing is for his sure. own personal gain. But he's also have an idiot guy who should have right. read the contract, right? Instead but of even, even him trying to get with uh, Cassandra, like, I don't know how long was Wayne really dating her? And hey, he didn't do anything. He didn't make a move on her. Like he was, he was just around. And hey, if she sees True. that he's a better guy. Yeah. Then hey, he, I can't help it. He invited them all up to his loft. Yes, and just to show he was a nice guy. But he it's not like he it sne- it's not like he snuck her up by himself. Right. He did send them away to Alice Cooper. He did so he could spend the day with her after he the did. rehearsal. Now that is a bad guy move. But he gave but, him Alice Cooper tickets. But I he mean, gave that's him Alice cool. Cooper tickets. And he didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, I guess he asked her out to dinner. So we don't know what was going to yeah. happen. We don't know what he was, was going to happen. He was moving in, but he was being kind of slow and respectful about he, it too. He, so, wasn't a, yeah. he wasn't a complete and utter scumbag mm-hmm. about it. Like he, he yeah. was whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, I think like maybe when you're younger and you watch this movie, it's, he looks like more of a, ca- a cartoon villain because you're not thinking of Wayne as like uh, as an idiot. He, I mean, he kind or of jerk. is yeah. or a jerk, right? You're thinking of Wayne as the consummate good guy in this movie, black right. and white, good guy, bad guy. Right. But after you watch this thing a hundred times, you do start to like see both sides of it. And really he's just a businessman. He's, he's an adult uh, here, here. Okay. I just now in my head figured it out. <laughs> he's an adult preying on basically a man child. 
Yeah. And in that in that sense, he's he's a bad guy because he's taking advantage of of an un um what do you call it? An underdeveloped adult, right? Yeah, like a guy he's, who clearly was immature. Yeah. Like Wayne, like we don't know his real age. He we'll call let's call him twenty five. He's right. a twenty five year old that's still kind of sixteen, you know. I, and I in think, that case, he's being preyed upon by his a job. Man. Though is to to your point, like to make the make the show. Now he could he could have. Maybe we should save it for the villain scale, but yeah, there there's some things there, I guess, where he could have he could have maybe given him a better deal or something like that. But at the at the same time, mm, his job is probably his job to maximize to the contract, yeah. right? He's got to maximize. Yeah. And I'm not advocating for that, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm just saying, right? right? Uh, what about like his? So you said they'd put full creative control, as you guys heard in the beginning. New theme song. Yeah. <laughs> was it better? Was it worse? I don't know. Leather, leather couch. <laughs> yeah. A, 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 an exact facsimile of the basement. <laughs> the Andy Richter guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked cool. They gave him a cool yeah. set. I mean, I, then, I don't know. And basically a permanent co-host in, in, in Noah Vanderhoff. Like that's kind of, that's the most messed up thing is like, yeah, you can have the, the slick things and it looks kind of sell out, sell out ish. Right. But the viewers are still going to tune in if it's the same comedy. Uh, but if you have the same guy coming in every week shilling his own business, then you, you're going to be painted as a sellout. That, that's right. Like it's like if we if we all of a sudden got sponsored and we just had Noah Noah's arcade on yeah. our on our show here, like mm-hmm. as a re- recurring segment, yeah. and then we dedicate 15 <laughs> minutes of every you know hour podcast to Noah <laughs> Noah Vanderhoff. And I mean, I can't what's, speak. What's new on the streets? What new pinball we, machines he has? I know we shilled for for a bit here, but I don't. I can't. I can't blame us Listen, here. We but, all. We all. We all needed those trips. We gotta right? eat. We gotta yeah. eat. <laughs> yeah. What about Noah's Arcade? I, would you Would you frequent this place? Like, is it a good arcade? And how do you know? It seems not? like it. I mean, hey, man, it's uh, two of every, two of every machine, right? There's no lines. That's 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 the the big sell. Right? That see, he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Like he he seemed like he actually cared about arcades. And as a person yeah. who frequented arcades. He, 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 on more than one occasion, he called the kids idiots for pumping quarters into his, into his, yeah, but he knew there are no winners. They, the game's rigged. You can't win. You're well, just going to give me the quarters. They're going to give him the quarters, but you can't, can you win at Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Can you really win? Like you're going to keep playing. Like, yeah, yeah, you could beat Shao Kahn, but like, can you win? Like you're, you're playing right. like those, that's how all arcades were. Like, I remember getting five bucks and you go, oh my God, I got how many quarters? $5 oh is forever in the arcade <laughs> like, in the 90s for sure. So many quarters and like playing X-Men. Like I yeah. beat X-Men with my brother, like the five, the six yeah. player one. It was, it was fun. How, uh, how, like what year did he go bankrupt? Because, uh, you know, all those arcade machines and all of a sudden people yeah. stopped going to the arcade. Like Man. in the year 2000, like did he have to sell out, sell off his Mortal Kombat machine for, for 200 bucks? Like is it's that weird. the sad, the sad sale? It is sad though, because, you know, we talked about this briefly last, last week when we were talking about arcades, like, I guess it's like when you talk about the gentrification of a neighborhood or something like that and, and taking this thing and turning it into like this boutique thing where yeah. it's like cheap things that used to be like simple pleasures are now super expensive. And I get it, right? Like you go to the mall here, the arcade, it's like, oh, $20 to play all day. That's a lot of money, you know, in today's economy. Yeah. But I get it because the rent is high for them to stay open. I would love to go there and and, and play for a bit. Some yeah. places are quarter-based, but, but it's a lot of money. They're banking on um, parents parking their children there. Yeah. That's one. And two, people like us who grew up when arcades were a real thing, who have the disposable income to like spend a, spend a few hours, uh, you know, reminiscing on, oh, remember, oh man, Simpsons Arcade, Turtles, yeah, let's go play. 
and, I, and yeah, done and it. it works. And it's worked, <laughs> and it. we've done it, and it works. And yeah. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and we'll yeah, do it again. I want because I want to support those kind of businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, do, are there any arcade rules? So, like, I don't put yourself in a in a, a young bad way's mind I, here. Did you? I have, you did go right. Yeah, I have a very specific question, and I don't know the answer to this. And hopefully, you can help me. Um, if you're playing a fighting game like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, whatever it may be, yeah, you're playing by yourself. You're you're playing the computer. You're trying to go up the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a violation for a kid to just walk up next to you, throw a quarter in, and challenge you, or I, should they ask? I and think, can you say no? I think they should probably ask, but you can't say no. And I think that it's not a violation because. You step into the uh, arena, man, and yeah. it's like I don't. But, it yeah. sucks, though. If you, it sucks, yeah. but, but you what can't if like complain. you have a limited number of quarters, right? Yeah, you're not. You don't have a job. You're a kid. You've been given a couple bucks from your parents, and all of a sudden, this ringer comes out of nowhere. Who you know, he's going to kick your ass. Uh, like, are you going to waste your money getting your ass kicked by this guy who spams Sub Zero at you, or? Is that just the way it is? It's like that's the wild. That's the, the you're in the jungle of of the arcade. That's the way it is. Yeah, I think you're in you're in the jungle because I feel like I don't know. I I was in this scenario before. So mm-hmm. I think I told you I had a family member and I was at the beach and we were at the arcade and we went on the uh the boardwalk and Mortal yeah. Kombat 3 Ultimate specifically. Oh. Uh a family member of mine was playing and <laughs> my cousin was mm-hmm. glitching he was glitching the kid and he, he, was he kept, was he doing the sweep move yeah he kept sweeping him over and over and over and they literally got into a fight in the arcade like because yeah. the kid was so mad that like he was doing it and can i blame him i mean it's part of the game no. yeah, you know, yeah he hit him with the barrage that's what he no, did nobody he, likes a glitch bitch though i don't he, know he he barraged him and that's yeah. what it was and i i feel like it was it was one of those things, but like he took the kid's money because now he won and it's over. Yeah, and but right. I've also equally had it to me too, where like you're trying to play, man. I, I'm not really good. Like I'm trying to learn. And I, I yeah. remember, do you remember going there and there was like line of people? You put the, sure. you said it. You put the you quarter, put on quarter on the machine. Up. Yeah, you wait, and there was like p- tournaments and stuff. Like yeah, I know I'm reminiscing here as an old man, but those were fun times. Like it, yeah. you can't really experience that now. Yes, it's, you can. It's, it's called online gaming. Well, yeah, but you're going to get called all kinds of names. Like, at least in there, you had to face somebody. Yeah, that's true. If you were going to be tough to someone, you had to be tough to their face, and most people weren't doing that. I mean, this is a fact. I turn on friends-only chat on my Xbox Mm -hmm. Live because I don't feel like hearing a 12-year-old talking, like, dropping the most heinous words possible because it's like you don't have to face anybody. I remember there was a situation where there was a a really insensitive thing said, and then the Mm -hmm. person on there, like, was like, you get you yeah, say? Well, I mean, yeah, you say something, you get your ass kicked. You, you know, that doesn't happen in online gaming. Let's just put him through the scale. I, I don't. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I guess he really is the villain of the movie. Getting back to Rob Lowe and Benjamin yeah. as record executive. Let's put him through the scale. If you guys are new to the show, check out our, our previous episodes. We have a patented last row villain scale, four categories: looker style, hideout or layer, plan, and henchman. All one to five. Let's start with his looker style, Benjamin. What do you what do you think? We touched on it a little bit, but how would you rate his look or his style? Five. Next question. <laughs> You're not even gonna debate it. Hair, suits, the pants. Yeah. I mean the pleats. What size are those pants? Sure. <laughs> he has a tiny waist, but they parachute yeah. out. It's like yeah. a reverse MC hammer pants. Yeah. It's like, you know. He's got the he's got the the red convertible. Slick back hair. Slick back hair. Like it's it's too much. It's a five. 
Yeah, and he has a lot of different outfits. Yeah. He's got the phone, like you talk about it. Yeah. His his apartment, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But um what about his okay, so so let's go five. What about his hideout or his lair? Five? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> his sweet ass loft? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like I don't know, like it's a four or a five, right? It's gotta be. Like I, I, I hate to I hate to blow this guy up in the villain scale, but I I think mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, no, let's go four. Let's go yeah. four because I feel like it can't be five because yeah. I don't know if it was that good. Like it, it looked good to us, but it, yeah. it could have just been a regular apartment that was like on the twenty fifth floor. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Like it, it looks good to us, like it looks good to Wayne and Garth because they don't know any better. That's and right? I think that's how yeah. they position it, right? Like, oh, yeah. he's got a cordless phone. He's got mm-hmm. like cool stuff everywhere. Yeah. But like, it kind of was like a regular apartment on the twentieth floor, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Garth called it a Babe Lair, and he was right. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's at the very least very nice, very posh. It was Maybe, very nice, but like it's not it like Terry. Was, it's not Terry Silver level. That's what I mean. Right? It wasn't yeah. like the Ennis House from Terry Silver, yeah. and it wasn't also like the windows in like a Manhattan skyscraper. Yeah. Like he had a he had a balcony like we had back yeah. when we lived together. Like it wasn't. I get the I get the uh, opinion that maybe Benjamin is. He puts out more than he is, right? Yes, that's what Maybe I'm saying. Maybe he's not as successful as he portrays, Ooh. but he but he 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 makes himself out to be a big shot. Well, right? think about it, because he's finding public cable access yeah. shows. Like, yeah, you like know? what if he's what if he's the son of the of the of the uh, owner of of the uh, ad exec business or whatever the he hell business be. he's part of? So he's like he's going through and he acts like a big shot, and he has some money. But he's not really that much of a success. But he, but he portrays it. I that, think I get the sense from him, and he's that. Can we lower it to a three? Because it seemed like a regular ass apartment. To me. Okay. It looked nice. It's fine. It's fair. <laughs> we came out. We're like five, four. Yeah. How about three? Not gonna How about fight a one? Yeah. I feel like a three because yeah. I'm trying to think about other people that had awesome layers, and I feel yeah. like I don't think it. It it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. Like I f- we have to, we have to, I have to temper our expectations yeah. here. Because so. I feel like Death from Final Destination had a four. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones had a five. So, all right, all right. So let's go three. All right, what about his plan? What is the plan? All right, well, it was right there on his, on his, uh, on his notepad there. In his journal. <laughs> Daily reminder, Thursday, purchase feeble public access cable show and exploit it. Gee, I feel sorry whoever that's for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was. So that's it. Yeah. It was. But like, is that his idea of what the plan is? Because he wants to exploit it, but he's going to make money. It didn't say steal the guy's girlfriend. Like, well, that, that was that was that was that was a bonus plan. Right. Well, how do we even score this? Because like his plan was to buy a TV show, which is part of his job. So that's okay. part of his job. So he's just doing his job. Let's look at what we're dealing with here. He's right. toying with. A, a piece of shit public access TV show, right? <laughs> hey, man. Hey. And, and I mean, all due respect, Wayne. Hey, Mark. man. All due respect. <laughs> no But it's, it's, sm- it's small, it's, it's small potatoes, right? Yeah. He's dealing with a small potatoes TV show and partnering them with a small potatoes arcade. Yeah. So how can we grade the plan as high if he has such low expectations for himself? That's why he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the son of this business owner. He, he, he doesn't, I feel like he doesn't have, he doesn't have a good, well, his, but his plan is part of his jobs. That's his job to do it. So it's like, if you yeah. just do your job, is that really a good plan? It's like, well, mm. I went to work today and I, I did my work. Like I didn't <laughs> no, try to get ahead. I like, mean, I mean, if you're, if you're painting his plan as evil, then he's executing a plan of, of exploiting yeah. Wayne and Garth. 
and also trying to steal guy's girlfriend. Right? I, yeah, I was going to say, where do you put by, the Cassandra yeah, stuff in there? By throwing his job's money at it, right? Then, you know, I, I'm going to give him a two. I think right? two because is fair. I think he's dealing with such small potatoes here. I think two. He seems like a bigger threat than he is. Two is fair because, yeah. you know, we, we, we could say there's, there's definitely stronger plans, but I, I think it's a two. Okay. Yeah. But what about henchmen? I mean, he's got an, a recognizable henchman in the lawyer from <laughs> Russell? Ghostbusters, right? For Russell, yeah. <laughs> but like, how, how much can we call a guy in in khakis and a polo tucked in a henchman? <laughs> he can had we, like the windbreaker too. Yeah, can point. we call a guy in a windbreaker tracksuit a henchman? Can we really do that? That's a sweet tracksuit. I mean, did you yeah. have any of those? Did you ever have one? I didn't. I wanted one, but I never did. So like, I, I, do you remember when everyone wanted like a, a, an Oakley jacket? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I never not, had one. But if you went to like the shore, the Jersey shore, they would have fake ones. The rip off, yeah. The, the rip off ones. But like everyone wanted a, wanted a real Oakley jacket. I never had one. I never had one. Um, the pullover. reminded me of that. About, right? Yeah, the pullover, With the, right? It's yeah. sort of like it's the like a, jacket. Like a quarter, quarter zip kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that was sweet. I bet that would yeah. come back now. The 90s yeah. are hot again, man. That's it's, what it reminded me of. But no, like, I don't know. Like, do we give him, it's either a one, which is basically a zero or a two. I think like, it's got to be a one because Kurt goes, or Kurt Fuller, Russell turns against him. Yeah, he turns against end. him. He doesn't die for him. He goes against him. You can't yeah. call Noah Vanderhoff his, his yeah. henchman. He's a client. So you, True. you can't he's really do that. Yep. I mean, we didn't really see anybody else. So I feel like it, it has to be a one because mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it's, it's. Yeah. Usually like, the henchman's supposed to die for you. He, yeah. He, he, he turned, didn't die. He didn't, <laughs> he die didn't take him. a bullet for him. No. He did not take a bullet for him. All right, yep. so let, let me let me total these up. So five for liquor style, which I cannot I cannot disagree with. A three yeah. for hideout and layer, a mm. two for a plan, and a one for henchman. That gives yeah. him an eleven out of twenty, which it's is fair. respectable again. It's like fair. you said it, you said it a couple weeks ago, or was it last week? But the scale it balances itself out, doesn't it? Yeah, you'll always get you'll like it, just because a guy starts off strong doesn't mean that he's going to be an all timer. Because <laughs> the scale, the scale, it, it it shows the whole of a man or a woman. Yeah, you know. I, I know we've talked about having different categories and things in here, but I, I feel like it does balance itself out because yeah. it's very hard to get a fully fully mm-hmm. realized, like yep. super strong villain. Sure. So I feel like, yeah. But they're not all M. Bison, Drew. <laughs> they're not all Terry Silver. They're not so, all Terry Silver. All right. I don't know how to wrap this this up, but maybe this is the way to do it because it's just a, it's a great movie, right? It's just a great movie. And sure. yeah, there's a remember this. Yeah, I remember that. But it's just a day in the life a couple days in the li- in the lives mm-hmm. but what do you think is a better movie and i don't know if this is a, a controversial question but do you think wayne's world one is better or is wayne's world two better because i want to do wayne's world two all right people don't flame me one is a better movie i like two more i think it does fall in the ghostbusters two kind of like ghostbusters two vein it's just it's got more jokes it's it's not as clever jokes you could you could argue and that's fair it's bigger. I think the plot is better. It, I think there's a more enjoyable journey through the movie than than in one. I think the stakes are bigger too, and I feel like mm-hmm. the the first one is just a bunch of things that happen. And and yeah. I agree with you. One is definitely a better movie. It's mm-hmm. uh, objectively it's a better movie, but two is just has so many yeah. different things in it that I remember, yep. like the 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 uh, the Del Preston stuff, like the mm-hmm. whole Wayne stock, like the yep. idea of doing that. Yep. Christopher the, Walken, uh, the uh, the village people scene. Yes. Uh, Naked Indian. There's uh, so many. You know, Jim Morrison dream. Put on the rock concert, training for the rock concert. Christopher Walken, yeah. man, it's like he's the fight so with good. Cassandra's dad. 
calling off the calling off the wedding. I mean, we're, we'll I mean, remember when, Drew? It's remember we'll have when. to do we'll have to do that movie at some point. But I I agree. And like uh, you know, we say Ghostbusters two. I think Ghostbusters two is more fun. Yes, I actually do like Ghostbusters one more than two because it's mm. just it is a better movie. But yeah. two is good, and I think Wayne's World two like gets some hate. I don't know why. Like I think it's a great yeah. movie. It's really fun. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get out of here. We got to read, there's one iTunes review that we got, or Apple Podcast review, excuse me, I know it's 2024. (laughs) (laughs) This one comes from Grumpy Yoda, and it says, hey, you guys, love these guys, yippee Kaye." Kaye. Now, Drew, is he he referencing the Goonies there? Hey, you guys. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is. Let us us know, Grumpy Yoda. This comes in from from the UK, so it's not in the US store, so you're not going to see it there, but Mm -hmm. it's in the UK Apple Podcast store. But thank you, Grumpy Yoda, for leaving us this I know we've got some UK listeners, UK Lee, if you're out there, shout out. Uh, there's a bunch of other folks there, but thanks for leaving the five-star review. It's been a while since we had one. If you guys are, are new yeah. to the show and you're enjoying it, hit subscribe, please. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. You can't. I can't read it there because there's no comments, but leave us one and we'll read it on the show. And uh, appreciate everybody that's that's taken a minute and, and left one. But uh, thanks to everybody that's uh, sticking with us. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on the episode's page, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on follow us on all the social channels at the Last Row Pod. We'll be back in two weeks, the day after Valentine's Day. Bummer. Ooh, February fifteenth <laughs> with a new episode for you guys. And on that note, we'll see you. See you then. Cassandra. Cassandra. Wrong movie, dude. Did it bother you? Like I, I, I just don't like watching. Wayne's junk in the, in the tiny white. It's like it's like yeah, it this tiny white is just annoying. It was hanging and, and dare I say, was it a prosthetic? <laughs> he stuffed it in there. Uh, either that or he's like long ball Larry, you know? Long ball Larry. Jeez. Did you wear tiny whiteies? Did you have tiny whiteies in 1992? I think I felt like I wore tiny whiteies until I had to change for Until so you guys have your own. And then the first day I realized that we changed in front of other boys for class, <laughs> and then I had the tiny whiteies on, and that was the last time. So it was probably September of 6th. <laughs> yeah.